Exposed. Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode of Black Exposed in 2024 and the one year anniversary of Black Exposed. I'm Sandra Tyler, radio host, 
music industry exec, and pioneer. And some of you know, Black Exposed is no longer on CKWR Radio, and you can stream us anytime on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and most other streaming services. I'd love to thank you, my Black Exposed fam, all over the world, for being loyal and for listening because you choose to click play. I'm humbled by you all. So please continue to take this journey with me. Lots of great guests lined up for the spring, including entertainment industry panels and some famous names lending their voices to educate emerging artists and to inspire the listeners around the world. Tonight, Black Canadian author Shalene Knight, she joins me for an intimate heart-to-heart Just two black women on the phone discussing their fears and how to say no with love, overcoming challenges. Her new book, Let It Go, Free Yourself from Old Beliefs and Find a New Path. This book is out now. Kicking off the show was new school rappers, Taylor G., Tamar, Yazin Fab, Zach Zoya, and they were all performing at the 25th anniversary of Northern Touch live. Coming up next, and this is for my Japanese listeners, we are so going old school right now. Ghetto Concept, Still Too Much, Snow, Maestro, Cardinal Official, Love Em All, Baby Blue Sound Crew, featuring Chalk Lair and Mr. Mims, and Legacy Award winner and performer Julie Black, performing Queen, Seven Day Fool, and Sweat Off Your Brow. I'm Sandra Tyler. This is Black Exposed Entertainment. If you never hear this sound, watch the way it's going down. Back to claim a spot 2001 Ben's off the lot 2001 It's about to drop Took a little time So my y'all thought we stopped But I'm focused man Like Jay from the rock It's GC Highly acclaimed The most mentioned When you thought the clothes The cars The ice wrenching I'm out of Godfather Baby steady spreading the news I'm not a rapper I'm an icon Don't get it confused Papa Stroh Since the 80's Been abusing the mic VIP's only fluid of life now why you think the Juno's got a category for rap? Who put the T-Dot on the map? Answer that, matter of fact, chill while we blazing it up. You gave me eight bars to spit, that ain't enough, because I'm... Who might for money? Who might for talk? Who might for... Who might for flow? We know who might? Who might for clubs? Who might for drugs? Who might for drugs? Who might for fight? Pants in it. Who might? Who might for haters? Who might for players? Who might for gators? Who might for paper? Watch it all. Who might? Who might? Who might? Who might? We still... Youngster things, dizzy and dealing with some prankster things. Step to this and pick out which hymn you want your moms to sing. The rhyme murderer. Well, take them talks out your mouth. Watch the things that you say. Fast all you know me. Mind when the big kings are stepping to the mic. Take ten steps back, kneel and pray for your life and give thanks that I murder sounds and leave it to the tunes. Cardinal and get to see love from June to June. Yo, too much, too fabulous. Contangerous, rag them off, northern touch. They can't bang with us or handle us. Got big things we bring with us. Roll with the strong, weak cats never ran with us. Regiments too strenuous, 24-7. Spit the flow, get the dough, and get the women. And slap these cats with wannabe raps. On my way out, my concept, ghetto like that. Yo, I'm a... Who might for money? Who might for cars? Who might for... Who might for soul? When a bank? Who might? Who might for cars? Who might for drugs? Who might for drugs? Who might for money? Out of fact, who might? Who might for haters? Who might for players? Who might for kids? Who might for paper? How can we I'm too much for 
get stuck with I'll do cause we buck the cops hover The hot gutters Better lock your block shutters We closing shop Holding rods Stolen drops Rolling crops Smoking Open tanks Windpipes We've been tight From day one Doomstown I'm stationed And I ain't leaving my block And any reason I cop I'm too much My street much. My block My city My committee My my drop Our world Get your hands up Brands up for bangers With big blades Them high boys Y'all got it twisted We when we in the club, we pop things When we off the line, we drop things When we in your chicks, she rock things We bug our benzes on 20 inches We T-O double, too what? Stupendous, too much Too much for them, too much for lies Too much for the eyes that my see Lord God, tell them why too much, boy I think I think it too much, boy Too much for them, too much for lies Too much for the eyes that my see Lord God, tell them why too much, boy I think I think it too much, boy Tell them already have to tell them again Tell them already have to tell them again We are all stars Ding 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 Whoa, ding whoa, daddy, ding whoa Tell them already have to tell them again Tell them already have to tell them again Watch the girl and them a move Them a girl and mama best friend So I'm going to tell them some song Hey, if you're going to say Tell them already have to tell them again Tell them already have to tell them again We are all stars Gotta be one of them baby blue joints Turn it up a notch Let me see them speakers rock huh. Shot clear feature Mr. Some Mims right here Some things right here. <laughs> what? Come on. This is for my street misses. That's right. The ones who like to creep misses. Uh, yeah. In the backseat of my Jeep misses. Yeah. This is for the haters. The ones who fuck with no dough. We love them all. You yeah. know that we love now, them all. Now, people say they want to go and bring it to the streets. Realize that it's too far. So want to bring it where they are. Where they are. You can be as at home. Do the dishes with them all. Out back playing ball with Paul. I don't hate but it's love. And I'm only going to roll with real thugs and show love to the kids who came from nothing and rose above and broke their balls to be your star. Now they shine bright. Never so got a brighter light. See, it's funny to me. Your people want to go and bad talk me. But in a few years, they'll be putting chips in your skin. You get your ID. And you suckers want to hate on me. Get your priorities right. I don't fight. Sit back with a corny ass spark to the evil bright. I give you more when it's swapped off. Thank you. Been joking for this. Scream a foot on the and fall that pumps the radio, that pumps the G's in my bank Stick your whole boat the plank We can try to step up a shot to pulls rank Stop your tour, take your awards Your uniform's plain, your stripes been torn Reppin' for the T-O-R-O-N-T-O Deep dot O dot The ones who like to creep misses In the backseat of my Jeep misses This is for the haters, yo I'm just trying to live, only take what you're trying to give I don't rape, I just take you for a ride in the six You ain't the only one I'm trying to hit Plenty other chicks I ain't the whip It don't take long to scoop them up Especially when the roof is up Either hop in a Cooper truck, it's all the same Just don't play no games like I'm not a family man, I'm in your dreams like Candyman Plus only touch girls named Candyland When I'm in Candyland, sweet enough to eat it up like candy ends Call me Handyman, I never take chickens to the sand Land. Never uh -huh. hawk chicks like Atlanta man I take a girl out on a family yeah. plan That's why these girls can't stand me man This is for my street misses The ones who like to creep misses In the backseat of my yeah. Jeep yeah. misses yeah. This is That's for right. the haters yo The ones who fuck with no dough We love them all You know that we love them all This is for my street misses The ones who like to creep misses In the backseat of my Jeep misses This is for the Who like, like my sisters Who love it beneath the covers For my thugs, my soldiers Trying to get them rovers Who won't stop for nothing You want hits, yeah. we now, bust them man that I am, I just don't cool Whether you come through with a crew Making noise so they boost ya for a lose cause they think what they drop is a shot like a shooter but I ain't what you used to yeah. I'm a familiar like I'm Brewster T dot watch out the heat we bring swapped off to the stretch of wings this is for my street misses the ones who like to creep misses in the backseat of my Jeep misses this is for the haters yo the ones who fuck with no dough we love them all you know that we love them all this is for my street misses <laughs> 
go wrong? Is it something that I said? My opinions went unnoticed, my emotions overfed. So what if I change the face of what a dream should look like? I'm supporting my ambitions, all in my life. Got past the intersection, I went left when you went to right. Delivering a purpose, I'm living out my life. Just me and my decisions, a million reasons why I have to fight. Just me and my decisions, a million reasons. I'm a girl. I'm a girl, a lady, a woman, a queen. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling tonight? Are you feeling good? Quickly, we have food in our bellies, even when the folk don't ring. Our roof ain't leaking, so it's time for us to sing. Hey, 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 hey. And even when it ain't going on, you gotta still keep being strong. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. And even when things seem to change, I know that one thing, one thing still remains by the sweat. Sandra Tyler, host of Black Exposed Entertainment, inviting you to check out our website, blackexposedent.com, and check us out on our socials at Sandra Tyler and at Black Exposed Entertainment. Gospel played a big part in my music. If you listen to my music, you'll see that it's very, very much so inspirational. It's my intent to heal people through music. So you're listening to Amoy on Black Exposed. And the song you're about to check out right now is from Water. It's one of my favorite songs from Water. This is Journey Home featuring Sassafras. It's produced by Thomas Pondet, a producer from New York. And it's about the journey within. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. 
What's up guys? How are you guys doing in kitchen today? It's Zochi. It's already done, I need you to go. If it's said to you, you know what they say. It's already fallen, man, I'm alone. It's already passed, I'm alone. You don't have to call, I'm alone. You don't have to keep running. Baby, I can keep scrolling. Me, I know what chop outside. Baby, baby, I ain't here to waste my time. You don't have to keep running. Baby, I can keep scoring She wanna go colo, colo, colo My baby said colo, colo, yeah She wanna go colo, colo, colo My baby said colo, colo, yeah Met a fine girl, straight from the hood when me try to talk to her, she say she no more follow Why you start to find your face when me and no come follow See me try to talk to her, she say she wanna go home, so I fast she out Then I met another pretty girl And she really tryna f*** when it's tricky Shorty say she never leave me, never leave me Trip down your waist, I live for you Pull up your case, I walk for you Will I be late on time for you? Can't even relate, I be for She wanna go colo, colo, colo my baby said, Colo, Colo, yeah. She wanna go Colo, Colo, Colo. My baby said, Colo, Colo, yeah. Me say, if I don't want leave you alone. Me say, if I won't buy Gucci for you. Me say, if I don't want to do what you don't. Me say, if I know. If you wanna vote for me and you, baby, I go to your side for both two. I know if you believe I like you, like you, baby, I go talk to for you. Ever since I met you, baby, baby, I've been having dreams about you and me too. She wanna go colo, colo, colo. My baby said colo, colo. 
I'm Sandra Tyler, host of Black Exposed Entertainment, inviting you to check out our website, blackexposedent.com, and check us out on our socials at Sandra Tyler and at Black Exposed Entertainment. I'm David K. Cox, and you're listening to The Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. I'm Sandra Tyler, host, music industry exec, and this is Black Exposed Radio. You just heard Ghetto Concept, Still Too Much featuring Snow, Cardinella Fischel, Love Em All, Baby Blue Sound Crew featuring Chuck Lair and Mr. Mims, and Legacy Award winner and performer Julie Black performing Seven Day Fool and Sweat Off Your Brow at the 2020. Legacy Awards. And I'm excited to announce that Julie Black will be performing at the Black Music Festival and Conference happening June 14th to 16th at the KPL Central. And I'm the festival manager and I'm excited. It's two days of music industry workshops and panels with Canada's leading black music industry leaders. There's workshops on production with famous producers. There's panels on how to get signed to the music industry and to record labels. There's panels on touring, streaming, and more. And Julie Black, she's going to be hosting the Women in Music panel with a speech about her life, followed by a panel, then a Q&A. And I'll have more details coming up on blackexposedent.com and I'll let you know when the tickets are officially on sale. Coming up next, Chilly Knight, author of Let It Go, Free Yourself from Old Beliefs, and Find a New Path to Joy. Everyone should be listening to this conversation. I mean, imagine saying no, but saying it with love and not feeling guilty or just unlearning those myths like survival mode is the same as thriving. I don't even know how that works. But share this episode with your friends, your girlfriends, your sisters, your mamas, any friends that need to hear this. But first, Fifi Dobson with her way back banger, Stuttering, dedicated to all the oppressed, taking their power back in 2024. I'm Sandra Tyler, and this is Black Exposed Entertainment. There's a whole lot of things that I will forgive, but I just can't take a liar. I was biased to the very end, so you pushed me in the fire. I tried to believe you, but something is wrong. You won't look in my eyes, tell me what's going on. It's you and me against the world. So you said, so you said. You won't give me an answer You can tell me this You can tell me that But don't say you don't remember Cause I know you better Than you know yourself So don't say I'm crazy I know very well Give it up You sound guilty 
black. The first time I was called a nigger bitch, it made me feel small, made me feel dirty, made me feel embarrassed, ashamed. I do remember being 12 years old, being uh, allowed to take the TTC now to middle school, and an older uh, white woman wasn't happy with uh, what she would call the noise. We were being rowdy, apparently, to her. Looked right at me and said, shut up, nigger bitch. It hit me, like, hard. You didn't call me one or the other. You, you, you called me both. I, I thought about my mom, you know? You know, that someone could call someone's child that, you know? And to me, if she's calling me that, she's calling my mom, my sisters, my grandmother, the lineage. I'm like, wow, because you're, because you were having a bad day? Those words pretty much silenced me for a good part of my childhood. Like, what is being a nigger? Like, what is that? Is it my skin? Is it my hair? Is it my, my curves? For the longest time, I wouldn't wear braids. Like, this is like a big step for me to, to embrace my, my ethnicity, the coil of my hair. I would rather people know how it still, how it feels, how it made me feel small. There were times where I would <laughs> I would feel like I was too loud, you know, and it, it impacted my confidence. Being raised religious and being raised to forgive had me write songs of triumph. Like we gotta hold each other's hands, hold each other accountable, hold each other up. You are not what they said. You, you know, you are beautiful as you are. Black Exposed. Black Exposed presents Past That Black Crown Queen. Girl. Mm, mm, mm. Past That Black Crown Queen. I see you, girl. Yeah. Welcome back to Black Exposed. Tonight, Black Canadian author, Shaleen Knight. She co-hosts with me. Shaleen is an award-winning Black author of Dear Current Occupant, Braided Skin, and her infamous novel, Junie, a novel about a young girl living in 1930s Hogan's Alley, a Black community in Vancouver. And Shaleen is the editor and founder of Breathing Space Literary Studio for Creatives. I think that's incredible. We need more of that. But tonight, we're here to chat about her new book called Let It Go. Free yourself from old beliefs and find a new path to joy. Welcome, Shaleen. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. This book, I I have to tell you, I picked it up after one of my dear friend's funerals, mm. which was just a couple of days ago. And it was an introspect to read this book at this time, because a lot of the things that you talked about are, were things that were lingering in my soul, like things that I want to change about myself. How am I able to say no with love? Yeah, Let It Go is about figuring out what's important to you in terms of discovering and defining joy for yourself. But for me, I'm really leaning into this this narrative that joy is so incredibly urgent right now, especially when we look at what's happening in the world and how it feels like it's it's eternally crumbling. And I think so many people think, well, there's no space for joy. There's no room for joy. But because of the way the world is unfolding, joy then becomes an integral component. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about with this book. And what I hope folks take away from the book is that these changes that you see with yourself and the things that you end up letting go of becomes a byproduct of the work that you've done on yourself. So it kind of encourages readers to look inward and not to do so uh, out of uh, this lens of trauma or pain, but to look for all the things that maybe are dormant that you want to ignite or, you know, stoke the flames of. So that's my hope for this book, that it will uh, create some some fun and, and hopeful conversations around what joy can look like for us as individuals. Oh, it's such a positive book. I mean, and I ask myself this question. Why as humans, especially, I think women, why do we have such a hard time letting go of all the negativity in our life and mm. taking a stand for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Why is it so difficult? I think, honestly, we have all been latching on 
to narratives that we've been believing our whole lives. And so the things that we've been told, the spaces that we've put ourselves in, think about all the things we've absorbed over a lifetime and how difficult it must be to unravel that and to do so alone and to feel like if I need to unpack this, do I really have a solid community to back me up? Or do I instead have people who are going to then question or make assumptions about me? So I think we're often so worried about not about doing the work, because I think, hey, women, we know, we know what we need to do. It's not this fear of doing the work. It's this fear about how we are going to then come across and how do we move and live inside of this new self? I think that's where the fear kicks in. And, and then, you know, what essentially stops us in our tracks from making any progress or any change? Yeah, it's definitely a hard one to let go of anything, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's tough. And then also, too, I find when I was reading your book, what, what came to my mind was generational legacy, yes. right? All the things embedded that you have to unlearn, which we'll talk about in a minute. You talk about say no with love. And Woo. that is so important <laughs> because I think especially as black women, you know, we think we can take the world on and we're just, yes, yes. I can do this. And you know, we're, who's taking care of us? We just feel so defeated in the end. Why is it so hard for us to say no? And even when we say it, we're like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's funny because I think the saying no component, again, it's hard, but it's always the after what comes after that becomes the, the weight to bear. Like I remember saying no to things and then just wallowing in guilt for days and thinking, oh, why did I say no to this? And it was just torture. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? So even if I do say no, I'm not doing it in a, I'm not doing it in a way that aligns with who I am or who I'm becoming. And that's the missing component. So when I think about how I say no with love, it's connected to my energy levels and really looking at what gives me energy, which might be different from the next person. So for example, if I'm going to go to a social gathering, my battery, I got an hour. I got an hour before my battery's done. But if I'm going to have a one-on-one -on -one with someone, I can chat for days. And this is something I know about myself. So when I'm saying no, I'm thinking about that. So the no is then embedded or leaning on a pillar, a strong pillar that I've, you know, spent time building and, and strengthening. So then the no lands differently. And instead of feeling guilty, I feel empowered. I'm like, what else can I say no to? Because that felt kind of good. Because again, right. it's connected to something. It's not just this no out of nowhere. It's not an empty no. It's a no connected to who I am now and who I see myself next season and the season after and the season after. When I think about how I move now and how I operate, everything comes from this lens of energy preservation. And that is deeply attached to the saying no with love. So I've kind of like attached my name to this. I'm like, when people say Chalene, I want them to think of say no with love and vice versa. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm yeah. at now because it's it's been that dramatic for me just seeing the the transformations. I think that's beautiful. I think the important thing is you say say no with love because we just like say no and it's like ah. Oh. And and you know what are some tools to unlock being able to say no with love? Yeah, I think first step you folks got to take my workshop. It's free forever. I'm never going to charge for this workshop. That's how much I believe in it. And I basically walk folks through a seven step process. And part of that is figuring out, okay, well, how do I want to show up this season? We never think about that. For me, it might be like, oh, I really want to lean into sharing personal experience. I really want to make space for laughter and friends and whatever. So when I know how I want to show up again, now I've got a little bit of a rubric. If I'm going to say no to something, it's probably not going to allow me to show up in any of those ways. So that's like step one. Step two might be assigning a theme for your season. How do you want to move through winter? What is that theme? For me, it's all about ease. I want to move slowly and I want to move softly. So I'm thinking about that. So any opportunities that come my way that don't allow me to move with ease or move slowly, it's an automatic no with love. And then going even deeper, what are like three to five things I want to prioritize for the season? Might be my money mindset, might be, you know, talking about my book, promoting my book. What are these five things and how can I protect them? So again, if something comes up and it's not allowing me to touch one of those priorities, it's out. So again, the saying no with love is really leaning on all of these intentional pillars. And I'm telling you, it becomes so much easier and it doesn't feel like you're being this, this terrible person. Because you're saying no, it feels like, no, I'm putting myself first. I'm yeah. really thinking about everything that means something to me. And that just kind of increases your energy also. 
as you can tell, I'm pretty damn passionate about this. Oh, that's great. I, th- I, I think you're happens. an empath. Are you an empath? Definitely. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. one too. It's great, isn't it? That's why you're like, after an hour, you're like, okay, I'm going home now. So yeah, all your energy charge come out of me and I can decompress <laughs> before I go to bed. We as women apologize so much. Yes. It's, it gets annoying, you know, and then we apologize for apologizing. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the story about the post office because that oh, that yeah. that upset that upset me because I've got tats and you know and I you know I've been in similar situations when when I was uh, working for the Junos and I'm like well it's the Junos and they thought the same thing I'm like no 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 and then I was like apologizing for who I was mm-hmm. so tell us your story about that yeah I remember this like it was yesterday walking into the post office to pick up the mail for the magazine that I was running and I was the new managing editor uh, for this magazine. And so, you know, we'd set everything up. My name was on the post office pickup list. Everything was set up and I walk in and I say, yeah, I'm here to pick up the mail for such and such. And she looked me up and down and it felt like it was like an hour. And she said to me, "Mm, but you don't look like an editor. And I was just frozen. And I was like, what? And this is the old version of, of Shalene that hadn't done any of this, this personal growth work. So I was just frozen and I didn't know what to do. Um, and I just remember leaving the post office feeling like I left a piece of myself standing there and I'll, I'm never going to get that piece back. And that was emotional to me. And I think, again, as a slow processor, it took me years to figure out that I was apologizing by not responding in in a particular way and not holding that space and it's interesting i think it's more painful when those kinds of things happen within other spaces uh where marginalized or women of color are holding space so this was another woman of color person who said this to me which was an extra thing wow you know and i thought you know yeah some white people are thinking this i kind of used to it but it was really different to have it come from you know, this this assumed place of, of community. So that was a, a tough one for me. But again, it was a seed planted that I think finally after watering started to bloom. And it's like, okay, there's no more apologizing. This who I am, this visual of who I am needs to come in line with all of these internal things that are starting to come up. I need to hold these things together. And so it was actually, it ended up being a good thing because again, that seed just showed it showed itself later on. Was that like part of your integral moment where you're like, I'm taking myself back and like, I, I'm not apologizing for being who I am or, or for being talented and, and having the job I have. And I don't have to explain it to this woman. Exactly. I think it took years, actually, again, because I'm so slow to, hey, what actually happened here? And I think part of it, too, is that second guessing the amount of time you you spend inside of that. It took me a while to figure it out. And also having so many other experiences like that. They just pile up and you're like, okay, it's at one point it's, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever that cliched saying is. But I think that's what ended up happening. It's just, I can't continue to operate like this. I need to really work on myself internally. And so that that way, when I'm presenting myself, when I'm faced with a situation like that, there is no apologizing because again, it's built from something stronger. And I think that's work that I had to do in order to uh, move forward. But I want to I want to read something that you wrote and I want you to to expand on it. And it's so yeah. beautifully written. My own path to joy has been blurred by hardship. But part of my journey is that I refuse to believe that all of my negative experiences are tethered to being a black woman, even though it can feel like this, even when some people want me to feel like this. And when I feel it, it's a pain that swells and refuses to subside. Mm, I feel that even having someone else read it, it's just interesting how that lands for me. But one thing that I've been really coming into is this notion of regular people problems, which if that makes any sense. And it's funny because anytime I feel like I'm facing a barrier or I'm, I'm pushing back against something, I get from the outside the assumption that this barrier must be connected to me being a black woman or being a marginalized creator when sometimes it's just regular people problems. So I feel like I can't have that. And so one thing that I've been realizing is that not every single barrier is going to be tethered to 
you know, being a black, uh, being a black woman at all. Sometimes it's just an energy management thing, or it's just something that, you know, maybe a white creative or a white person doesn't have to second guess or think about. And sometimes I do have problems in that vein. And so not everything then becomes this issue of, you know, oppression for me, even though for the most part, it often is. But does that mean that I can't remove myself from that? So I've been thinking so much about that. And uh, yeah, it's interesting, even if I bring up, you know, I'm feeling like this is not the space for me. The immediate response is, oh, but this is a welcoming space for everyone. And this is that, this, that, and the other. But I'm just thinking, no, it's just because I'm an introverted human. I don't really want to be in this space. It has nothing to do with being, you know, a woman or what have you. So that's a, a more of a nuanced uh, conversation that I've been leaning into. It's quite, quite interesting actually having yeah. those conversations with other people. It is actually a very interesting uh, take, and it made me take a hard look because a lot of the times when situ like for me at least, and, and even for some of my friends that we talk about it, if a situation happens, we're automatically jumped to it's because I'm a I'm a black woman, I'm a real racialized yeah. woman. Now I find because I'm an emotional person, I don't show it, but I feel it. And past mm. our sensitive beings, I have to dissect the comment to see where it lands. Yes. Is it because of my color? Is it because I did something wrong? Is it because the person, other person did something wrong? And really makes you take an internal stock as to where and how is the mm. race card being used and how is it affecting my life? Am I putting it in the forefront of my thoughts? That quote that you said, it just, it hit me really hard because mm. I think really have to think about where these conversations are happening and where they are coming from. And like, what advice would you give to black women about dealing with situations like these and understanding how to catch whether this yeah. is a severe uh, situation that is being held against you for being racialized, or if mm -hmm. this is a situation that you're creating in your own mind because of sensitivity. Yes. And this is exactly why I believe we need mindfulness and meditation because we need this opportunity to slow down enough to respond to something and to ask myself like I might ask myself okay hold on what is really happening here and how do I want to respond and for the most part it's just this opportunity to notice the way that I'm feeling and just like really unpack that but I think in today's society we are forced to react we are we are conditioned to hurry up to speed through things and that's where that uh you know volatility i think comes from but i'm really leaning into this idea of slowing down and asking myself questions about how i feel how something lands for me and thinking how do i want to again how do i want to show up right now in this moment when i'm responding to this so instead of reacting i think about what's coming up for me and you know respond in a way that that aligns with who i am again everything comes from the sense of of being intentional and being connected to this this pillar of self. So my advice is slow down and really assess how something is landing for you. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, someone else has work that they need to do and, and that becomes not your your baggage to carry. And then it's this, well, maybe this is something I have to just let go of in this moment. Or maybe it's something I, I later want to bring to community and have conversations with people who are going to be deep listeners instead of just you know, go back and forth and, and take your energy because I'm not here for that. That's for sure. Yeah, energy vampires. <laughs> yeah. Don't we love it? Yeah. That's why my circle of friends yeah. is Samalal. It's very small. How do you teach people to discern what's real and what's being hyped up in our mind so that we make the right decisions? Because we, as black women, we can't afford to make the wrong decisions anyways because, you know, we're under this big magnifying glass. How do we take that step back to discern? Yeah, I think everything, everything is story. So everything that we perceive is just a narrative. It's just a story. So again, the slowing down and the asking questions, that's where the truth, I think, comes from. And we can find our answers there. So it's being in the present moment. Like what's true right now in this second versus where the mind is going you know, 20 minutes ahead or an hour or two hours or two days, we're already writing stories into the future or we're going backwards and looking at what has historically been true. But we skip over the right now. So again, the feeling that we are feeling is often 
in that moment is the truth. So just kind of sitting, I think, inside of that. But it's difficult to do. I would say it's probably impossible for many of us to do if we haven't learned what mindfulness can mean. And I think it's been my journey through that where a lot of this became clear to me. So it's this idea of we need meditation. We need moments to slow down. We need joy. We need micro joy where it's like, what are the small things that bring you pleasure that we don't allow ourselves anymore for some odd reason? So it's all of those internal things. But I think just exploring and asking yourself, what is true right now in this moment? Leaning into that. For that black woman that's listening, that's out there, who has a really hard time forgiving herself for things that she couldn't control, giving herself permission to be happy. What do you want to tell her? How can she get that permission to be happy so she can see the sky in a different color? Uh, I, I would say spend time nurturing the younger version of yourself. And I say in the book, I can't warn her. I can't tell her what to, to watch out for, but I can show her what's possible. So for me, leaning into possibilities in dreaming. Oh my goodness. I think if I hadn't done any dreaming, I wouldn't be doing all this cool work like writing multiple books, running a business, like who even am I? (laughs) And I look back at this young girl just living in Vancouver's east side, just struggling, you know, and here she is living, living her dream. So I think giving yourself an opportunity to dream into what is possible, Um, even though we talk a lot about being present, which is important, but you have to give yourself space to also look over the fence and be like, hey, what if, what if I did this? And then it's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you see it, you want to like run towards it. So I think give yourself an opportunity to think about all the things you've always wanted to do, but either didn't have time, money, energy for, and just sit inside of that for like a day. See what comes. See what comes. You were talking about dreams. Like, I love dreaming. And you know, many man has come and tried to take that away, but I I keep bouncing (laughs) back and I like my dreams get bigger. But you say you have unlearning experiences like sisterhood as a singular experience. What is that? Yes. It's funny because I grew up with this understanding or this notion that sisterhood meant this circle of black women and that's it. And that can't change or be bent or it can't be malleable in any way. And as I've been moving through life, I've realized that I've stretched that circle quite a bit. And now sisterhood to me includes all of the women in my life who can hold all of the wonderful things about me, but also Mm -hmm. all of the not so good things about me. And they hold them at equal value, which is what I've always been looking for. And I think it's difficult. So kind of moving away from this assumed definition of sisterhood, where it's also this assumption that there's this automatic bond that will happen when you put black women in a space together and when it doesn't happen you're like something's wrong with me but why are we forcing ourselves into these kinds of of circles without saying hey it's deeper than that like i have so many black women friends but it's so much deeper than just us saying hey we belong together because we can check off a box no it's because we connect on so many different levels and we can hold space for each other to celebrate and hold space for each other to you know let let loose our grief and we know that that person who's holding it is going to hold it in a particular way in a way that makes us feel safe so i think for me it's it's safety essentially when i i zoom the lens out and think about it absolutely like i started this um this series called past that black crown queen And I think it's really important, important for black women to pass the crown to emerging black women, but also in every scenario to other women. So, Mm -hmm. um, do you know author Wanda Taylor? Yes, I know Wanda Taylor. I do. I used to represent her when I was a literary agent. No way. That's that's awesome. She's a friend of mine. And I actually met her because I interviewed her for a book and and now we're just hanging out. I call her my (laughs) friend when... um, To be able to have knowledge and to be the kind of people who are so positive that they don't mind lending their voice, lending their time to give advice. You know, like you say, you're doing your workshops for free. I think it always, for me, it always starts with the self. So what do I know to be true about me? But also what do I need from community? 
What do I need from this community of, of black women? What do I really need? And have, I have to be honest with myself. And then I might ask, well, what am I able to contribute? Because I think community, we think of, of what we can get from it, but we also don't think about what are we going to give? So how do we balance out that equation? And then once we're clear about both of those things, going into the space and asking that same, that same question or finding that common denominator. So I might ask someone in the space, another black woman, like, what do you hope? to get out of this space? What is it that you, you want or need? That is then, the I think, the catalyst for conversation and for, for letting go of all the things that maybe make us different. And instead, we're seeking that thing that's going to bond us. And then we try to find it within the group. I think we skip that, again, because of the assumption that we should all just naturally feel a particular way, but there is no one experience of, of what it means to be Black. We all grow up in, in different family systems and it, it might be, you know, different narratives being passed down to us. So we can't expect someone to just hold that same rubric. So I'm always of the mindset. It's like, well, I know I'm here. I'm curious about why everyone else is here. But I'm also then I'm also, you know, the, the quiet one, the observer, the making sure I can kind of jump in at the right time. And sometimes I think I do myself a disservice by staying too quiet sometimes in those spaces. So part of me letting go and being uncomfortable and unlearning is how can I take a piece of that back? So how can how can I be the first person to ask, what is it that you really hope to get out of being here? And if I yeah. met with silence, I'm learning to be okay with that because it just means someone's thinking. That's fine. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how we start to un unpack that or dismantle that, uh, that circle in that way. Yeah, that's that's beautifully said. That's that you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, as we close out, if you could give advice to that one black woman that's listening, that's might feel broken, might feel like, oh, I give up. I'm tired. I have a bunch of kids, or I'm tired because you know I'm trying so hard to get my dream going. I'm tired because you know I've had people in my life that have stolen my identity. What advice would you give them? Because this book is filled with advice and I suggest anybody that's going through this or just, you know, wanting to get to know oneself should read this book. But what advice would you give that woman? And there's so many different ways to look at it, too. And maybe I'll give you two perspectives or two angles. I think the first one would be, what is that one thing that you've always wanted to do and you've always wanted to make space for? How can you start by just dreaming that a little bit and giving yourself space? Even if it's 15 minutes next week, it's just blocked out in your calendar as dreaming mode. Give yourself that and pay attention to how you feel in those 15 minutes and how you might want more of that feeling. That would be one thing. The second thing, if we want to flip the script, you might ask yourself, what is something that has been holding me back? Something that feels so incredibly urgent and spicy, like, you know, and, and there might be 10 things that have been holding you back. Pick one. What is that one thing? And how can you zero in on unpacking that in hopes of creating the space to then pull in the dream? So I think you can go either way. And what's interesting is that as you start to work on yourself and as you start to create more space for these things that you love and you protect that time, and you don't apologize for it. You will notice that the things that are holding you back will start to raise their hand. They will start to say, hey, hello, get rid of me. I don't fit here no more. And your mindset and your approach to getting rid of that, to the letting go will be different. And it will almost be like a byproduct of the work that you've done on yourself. The letting go then starts to happen on its own. It will blow your mind. That's yeah. Mind <laughs> and then you find yourself relaxed. You're like, what do I do yeah. at this time? You know, now. now I can be of service to community because That's I've, right. you know, given to myself first. Shalene, thanks so much for being on this show. Her new book, your new book is so awesome. And where can people find you if they want to find your workshop or just chat with you or because you're so mm. lovely. I, I, you're Aww, awesome. Thank you, Sandra. Welcome. Thank you. For, this has been so wonderful. I've, I feel nourished, which is nice. I pay attention to my energy all the time. Uh, but folks can find me at breathingspacecreative.com. It links Perfect. to everything I do. Thank you so much. Black Exposed. Well, BE fam, that wraps up the first episode of Black Exposed Entertainment in 2024. We're taking some time off to restructure Black Exposed and to dive into more in-depth Black music history of the 90s till now. 
I'm happy to say we've been approached for syndication and things are in the works. So look out for that. But in the meantime, we have tons of past episodes with famous artists and music executives on Podbean, Spotify, and YouTube. And you can check out our link tree at Black Exposed and our other social media handles, Black Exposed Radio, Black Exposed Entertainment, and at Sandra Tyler. Thank you, God, for another year. I'm Sandra Tyler. Celebrate your blackness in every shade. Stay blessed. Good night. Mm, yeah, yeah. I know I guess you know I wanna ask if you still love me. Just a product of my experience. Learning to love myself through loving you. Never had someone show me how to improve. Trying to make it leave just to beat you to the punch. But somehow you still, you still put up with all my shit. Nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist. I'm convinced that heaven exists. Cause nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist. Hey. No, I'm blessed and highly favored. Asking God to let me see another day. I'm blessed, I don't have much. I usually learn the hard way. Gotta count Highly favored Every time that I wake up No, I'm not worthy But I got a purpose There ain't no other way But to stay prayed up Every day, every day, every day, every day I wake up Every day, every day, every day Before my makeup Every day, every day, every day Yeah Every day, every day, every day I know I'm blessed and highly favored Asking God to let me see another day Like every day, every day, every day, every day Every day, every day, every day Gotta stay prayed up